Welcome to the Dr. Katie Show. Free career advice for the people, because everybody deserves a better work experience. Call in to receive free career advice from Dr. Katie Revere, an experienced career coach and organizational psychologist. Dr. Katie has nearly 20 years of corporate business experience across various industries and divisions. She works with individuals, executives, and teams to create innovative, human-centered solutions to improve the workplace experience. Now here's Dr. Katie. Good afternoon. Uh, hello, everyone. Thanks, Eric. I am so excited to be on the air with you all today. I was just listening in to the previous show and got an angel reading, and that was really exciting. So it sounds like there's a lot of people listening on the show today, uh, at least there was an hour ago. <laughs> so I hope to hear from some of you today. Um, we're going to talk about organizational change today and change in general. Uh, I wanted to use a method of storytelling, tell you a little bit about myself, one of the changes uh, that I was able to uh, create at my company uh, that I worked at, a previous company uh, that I worked at for 10 years, and uh, my journey on that path and some of the things that helped me along the way. And I think that we are often in our work experiences um, and we notice things from time to time that we're like, ugh, you know, gosh, that could be better. Or why does, why don't they fix that? Mm -hmm. um, but I think that uh, what I'd like to talk about today is how maybe you could create change at your company and how that beneficial that can be not only for your work experience on the day-to-day, -day, but it actually can be super beneficial for your career. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, the reason being is that if you're having a crummy experience with something at work, you're probably not alone. And it's important to consider that because when you can team up with others, it's really easy. It's not easier, but it's, well, maybe it is easier to create change at your company um, and improve the experience for not only yourself, and, uh, but for others and taking a leadership role, even in a small uh, scenario can be really powerful in a work environment. Um, the first step is really acknowledging areas of improvement. And I'm going to give you some examples here in a second. Um, but the first step is really acknowledging, hey, this thing sucks <laughs> or this could be better. Um, and then the second is really speaking up about it. And I'm going to talk to you on, about the ways that I, when I noticed something wasn't working right um, and I decided to speak up about it. For today, as always, we are taking live calls for the show. And I was just talking to Eric, uh, the show producer, before we went on the air. And, you know, I was talking about how live, lively the phone lines were for the Dr. Pat show because there was uh, the angel lady was uh, taking calls and she's got this um, natural ability to more or less guess what your question or concern is that you might be calling in on, um, because she's got that 
that spirit in her, then she can connect with and then anticipate what your needs might be, which makes it easier for you to call in. Um, my show's a little different, I guess, because, you know, you're calling in about your work experience and maybe all you can really articulate is it just sucks. I don't like it. Um, I wanted to tell you that it's okay if that's all you have to say, uh, when you first call in, um, it's great if you have a specific question or, or topic that you want to discuss, but it's also okay if you don't, um, I'm a fairly intuitive person as well. And I have many years of experience coaching individuals and working in companies. So if you just give me a little taste about what you're experiencing, I can help you navigate and unmask a blind spot or two to help you get some clarity and to hopefully improve your work experience. So I give you that little token of hope uh, that even if, even though I'm not a true psychic, I am an intuitive being and, um, and a master of my craft. So I, I do believe that I will be able to help you even with the, the smallest amount of information. So I'll leave that with you. And hopefully that will give some of you some confidence to call into the show today. Um, now I'm going to jump into my conversation of organizational change. Can, Katie, uh, before you yes. go further, can I just yeah. jump in and give the phone yeah. numbers for folks to call in? Yes, please. We'd love to have you call in today and ask Dr. Katie a question at 425-373-5527. Say that slower one more time here. 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. Thanks, Eric. I really appreciate that. Um, the other thing I'll mention is if I know being on the air is a little nerve wracking on uh, some people don't like to call into shows. Uh, so what you can do is I do take uh, questions through my email. So you can email me your workplace related questions where you'd like some advice. And my email address is Dr. Katie at betterworkexperience.com. I'll spell it out for you. That's D R K A T I E at betterworkexperience, B E T T E R W O R K E X P E R I E N C E dot com. So you can email me your questions as well, although I'd love to hear your voice uh, live on the show. All right. We've gotten that out of the way. Hopefully we've primed the pump for some of you to give a call. But as we are waiting for callers uh, or emails to come through with questions, here are some examples of ways that you can create change or things that might be annoying in the workplace or things that may come up for you or have come up for you or others in the work experience. So for example, uh, the water cooler we use the water cooler. I'll use it as a, an example, but, um, and I know that's comes up as jokes in a lot of different television shows. I watch friends, the show friends. We love that show in our home. And I love the episode, uh, where there's conversations happening at Chandler's workplace. Um, and he, 
there's always, there's been a few scenes, a few episodes where there's been conversations going on near the water cooler, whether it be in the kitchen or in the hallway or somebody's getting water. That's a good place for workplace conversation to start. Um, but maybe in your workplace, there's an issue with the location of the water cooler. This is a really small example of something that might need to be changed that can improve the experience at work. So maybe the water cooler can be moved to a more centralized location uh, or near a window where there's better lighting, where it's more accommodating for um, different employees or where people can notice when there's individuals over there that they might want to bump into, have conversations with. These are the kinds um, of um, encounters in the workplace that are really positive for your experience and for the day-to-day business operations. The reason being is that people bond through socializing at work and good bonds They build community and they fuel us in a really positive way, giving us a sense of belonging and even helping us establish feelings of friendship at work. And when we feel good, we do way better work. So it's it's something to consider. It might be a small change moving the water cooler um, to a more centralized location, but it can bring... Uh, big rewards to the experience of yourself and others. What's another example? Um, Maybe there's a process or a workflow at work that needs to be reimagined. So there has been a ton of enhancements via modern technology for decades. Um, But a lot of businesses are still using paper processes Um, I would suggest that if there is a paper process or any kind of workflow at your workplace that seems antiquated or you feel is wasting time or you have ideas about ways that you can improve this process, I suggest you think about um, speaking up about it because you're probably not alone. And if you're sitting at your desk or your workstation doing this workflow process and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I hate this. (laughs) This is so inefficient or you feel like you're wasting your time. That's just negative vibes that you're brewing in. And nobody wants to brew in negative vibes during their workday. So is there a way that you can look at that process with fresh perspective Um, And maybe you can talk to your coworkers about it and say, hey, do you feel like this is very repetitive or antiquated? Or you could ask, if we were to improve this process, what could what could we do? What what would make this process, this workflow uh, more streamlined or more efficient? So I suggest that you speak up about ways that you can innovate stale work procedures that can save you time and ultimately the company's uh, money. And I will say that stepping out and speaking up about change does put you in somewhat of a leadership capacity in that you're, you're voicing something, you're acknowledging that you're no longer comfortable with the status quo. And that's a nerve wracking place to be, but it also is very, can be very rewarding career wise and fulfilling personally, because what I have found is whenever I've noticed that something wasn't quite, um, I don't know, just something that could be better. That was a simple fix. Um, and I 
chose to spoke up, speak up about it, it made my heart beat in a new way. It gave me energy. It was fueling. It opened up conversation, dialogue with people that I hadn't met before uh, in that way. Or it, And it just made me view my work experience a little bit differently. So I encourage you to, um, to speak up and, and acknowledge if there's a workflow or process or something that could be fixed. The second thing is, it's a little bigger. The second type of change is a little bigger. And this is going to lead me into the story that I'm going to tell you. So this one is more around strategy. So if you are at your organization, you work for a corporation, uh, let's say you work in a, a large corporation with a thousand or 500 uh, to a thousand employees or more, there's a lot of big strategies and objectives uh, that are being chipped away at by large groups of staff across different geographic locations, uh, functional departments, and there's human beings working at all of them. And when it comes to people, the details really matter, meaning that if you have an idea or you see a gap in the corporate strategy or even the department strategy that you work in, let's say you work in a department of 35 people and your objectives uh, for that department uh, seem to be missing something and you think, uh-oh, we're, we're not going to achieve what we want to achieve uh, at the time we want to achieve it unless we do X it's going to be important for you to speak up about that and at least bring it up as a conversation because one, maybe your superiors never thought about it as an option. Maybe it was discussed and they intentionally left it out. And this could be an opportunity for you to learn more about the business side of the organization, the management side of setting strategy. Uh, so encourage you to um, speak up and think about how you could create positive change at your organization, um, ways that may help expand the business portfolio or bring in new clients or customers. It's a bigger, it's a bigger thing to change, but I'm going to talk to you about how it is possible to change no matter who you are. Now, I'm not going to lie. Creating change is challenging. Um, it takes a lot of effort. It is not for the weak hearted. Um, but those of you who have the guts to challenge the status quo, um, can make it happen. And, you know, my thing is if you're not going to, like, if you know, things could be better and you notice them every day and they're coming up for you, maybe you're hearing whispers, you know, and you're, your, your mind, you're thinking, Oh God, here we go again. I got to do this process again. Those things are coming to you for a reason. Um, if you're not going to change them, what are you doing? You're just sort of brewing in negativity or dissatisfaction. And that's not, that's no way to live. So, um, but it does take effort. So we're going to go to a break right now and I'll come back and I'll start my story about how uh, to create positive change for your work experience at your company. 
And if you'd like to call in and ask Dr. Katie a question, we'd love to have you at 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-5569. We'll be right back with more of the Dr. Katie Show. Having a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Happy birthday to you. My son Levi was so proud to turn three, but he will never get the chance to turn four. I'm Nicole Hughes, Levi's mom. And while on a family vacation, his childhood was snatched away when I turned to close a bag of chips. He was sitting on the couch surrounded by friends and I split a brownie with him. And then somehow he slipped out the back door unnoticed down a flight of stairs and fell into the pool. When I jumped in to grab my son, the other half of the brownie was still in my mouth. I never thought my child would drown, but I was wrong. Drowning is the single leading cause of death for children ages one to four. It is silent and fast, and it can happen even when you aren't swimming. Drowning is preventable. Please talk with your pediatrician about how you can keep your child safe. On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. You're listening to the Dr. Katie Show, free advice, free career advice for the people. Give us a call at 425-373-5527 or toll free 888-298-5569. Hey everyone, welcome back. Uh, This is Katie. I am here ready to take your calls uh, for anyone with a workplace question or an experience that you're having that you need some advice on. Uh, Examples of what you could call in with is one, uh, let's see, if you maybe are having a challenging experience with your supervisor, um, maybe they misunderstood an action you took in the workplace and during during your shift and uh, there was some sort of quarrel or something went wrong and now you're worried about how you're being perceived. That could be one. Uh, let's see. Let's say you're new to a job and you don't really understand the new work that you've been assigned um, and you ask for help, but you still need more help, ways to uh, break apart your work deliverables Um so that you can be successful is a good one. If you are in your career for a while, let's say you've been at your job for 10, 15 years, and you're at a point where you'd like to explore a different part of the organization, let's say you work in human resources and you'd like to work in marketing, 
um, and you're not sure how to get the right experience to be to move over to that new part of the company, that's something that somebody might call in for. So anything that is going on in your work experience, I can definitely uh, chat with you about. So those are a few examples. So give us a call. And Eric, what is that number one more time? One more time. It's 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-5569. Cool. Thank you. And can you, I'm sorry, can you do the email address one more time? (laughs) Yes, I can. Uh, Exactly. So you can email your questions to me as well at Dr. Katie at betterworkexperience.com. That's D-R-K-A-T-I-E at betterworkexperience.com. And betterworkexperience.com. That's your website, right? It is. Yeah. Betterworkexperience.com. If you want to book a private session, if calling into the show is not something you're interested in and you have more of a complex uh, situation that you'd like to work with me on one-on-one, I can, you can book a private session and I you know, can help you tease out, um, some unmasking your blind spots, really what's going on and help you have a better work experience. Cool. All right. So I'm going to start with a story. Um, I, I have uh, nearly 20 years of corporate business experience. Um, so majority of my career, I have worked for other people. I've worked in small companies. I've worked in large companies. Uh, and, uh, I did actually, uh, one of my most, uh, notable and most, um, cherished career experiences has been working at a large, uh, national healthcare organization. And in, I spent a decade working for, um, this company and, took on a, a lot of different roles and had quite an adventurous career there. The reason I'm bringing this up is um, one of the things that I contributed to that company was something that was not in my job scope at all. <laughs> um, and it, when I noticed, uh, actually when, uh, when I partnered up with someone who noticed something that was missing at the company, uh, we ended up on a 10 year journey of creating really positive change at, uh, uh, you know, a 75 year old company, which, um, is, was not an easy thing to do, uh, but changed a lot of people's work experiences in a really positive way. And even just talking about it today brings me so much joy and fulfillment. Uh, so I'm very excited to share, um, some of the things that we accomplished and creating change in a large organization. So I'll just say 10 years ago, well, actually probably more like 11 years ago, I joined this company. Um, and I was in my early twenties. I think I was I don't remember. I was somewhere in my early twenties and I was still in college. Actually, I worked, uh, I was working full time. I didn't go a traditional route, um, and go from high school straight to college. I actually went from high school to a job to going to night school to get my, um, bachelor's degree in business management. And that's another story, which was fun, but, uh, we'll talk about that another show. Um, 
So when I started working at this large company, I was finishing up college. And so it was a a great foot in the door experience. I actually uh, snuck into a job fair and a friend of mine, she was a senior HR leader and she got invited to this special uh, job fair for HR professionals. And I wanted to work in human resources. Uh, so and she knew I had just gotten laid off from a job in human resources. It was kind of like right during the 2008 recession. And she said, hey, I know you're out of work. This is an invite only career fair at this company, but uh, if you want to put on a suit, print out some resumes and come with me, you know, I try and sneak you in. I was like, all right, I've got nothing better to do on a Thursday afternoon. So (laughs) I just said, pick me up at six or whatever. So we showed up, she got in right away. It turns out it certainly was invitation only. And, um, they almost didn't let me in, but it did, but it did, um, it did, uh, they did stop me at the front door and say, Oh, you're not invited. But looking at my resume, they said, Hey, you know, um, it looks like we want to hire somebody with your exact experience in our recruitment department. So I said, you know, cool, let me in and, uh, let me have it. So I ended up talking to the right people and getting hired, uh, within like a couple days, everything was just like, boom, boom, boom. It worked. Um, and I'm going to pause right there actually, cause it looks like we do have a caller. And so Eric, do you want to patch us through? I think we, that's right. Yes. Uh, we've got Jenny and Bothell on the line right now. Hey Jenny, how are you today? What can I do I'm, for you? I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I actually, um, never heard your show before. This is my first time, but I do have a question about my career. I do have an HR experience actually but i left the corporate world about three years ago after i became a mom just because it wasn't really working for me working full-time and be able to do all of the after-school activities it just was too demanding so i left corporate world and now i work uh, with kids and i found that it's more my passion more what i'm here to do is to i really enjoy children and i work as a ba therapist i work with kids kids with autism but I have this calling to do energy work, and I kind of want to merge, like, working with kids and energy work together. So this summer, I got certified in Reiki, and, like, uh, I'm studying crystals, and I've been studying energy medicine for now, I don't know, seven years. And I've been through a divorce, and I got remarried, so there's been a lot of change in my life, and my parents went through a divorce, so it's been, like, this constant growth of, like, and change in my life. So I just want to know how you think that I can merge those two things together. Because I know that I love working with kids, but at the same time, I want to do healing. And I know that I'm a healer, that I'm here to help people. Mm -hmm. I want to merge two of my passions. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. I already have like an office at home and a massage table. Like I have a business plan written, but I just there's like a piece of the puzzle that's missing. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my fear or you know mm-hmm. what it was because I start I I got ready to like start doing stuff last year, but then I found out I was pregnant and I didn't have any energy, and then the baby was here and it was so demanding, and you know two kids and like all of the stuff. So the youngest one is now 14 months and she's uh, transitioning to daycare, and I'm transitioning to working more. So I want to create a couple of days where I'll be seeing clients at home, and I want like advice on how to get that moving. So yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, that's great. I love all the context. That's that makes it uh, really useful for me to to help you and 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 meaningful. So thanks for sharing all that background and congratulations on your family. I think that's Thank so you. exciting. I have a little one myself and I'm a new mom of a five month old. So I could oh, totally, relate. <laughs> I totally relate to what you're going through. Um, your question really sounds like you are looking to merge two passions and I'll repeat back to you what I heard, what mm-hmm. I think I heard. And then you just let me know if that's exactly what you're looking for. And then we can kind of break yeah, it yeah, apart. You, you got it right. Yeah. You did. Okay. So you're trying to merge two passions to create, um, which are children caring for children and, uh, Reiki and he- energy medicine. Yes. Correct. Okay. So are you, is your hope to serve children with your energy medicine practice? Uh, I think that I don't want to put like a like a title on myself or like I wasn't even focusing on modality because it took me a while to even like get connected to Reiki because I knew I wanted to do energy medicine and I've been studying it and I've read probably 100 books in the last couple of years about it. I have a lot of spiritual teachers that I attend conferences and, you know, all kinds of retreats. And it took me like a while to understand that I'm not just interested in it, but I want to do it. And now that you know, I kind of got here and I feel again, strength to, you know, kind of make another big shift in my life because mm-hmm. you need the momentum and you need, you know, the resources and, you know, and the time, there's a lot of things that are in place and, uh, with family. So I just think that I, I don't want to put like a specific title. I want to okay. love what I do. And I know that I have two passions. One of them is energy medicine. Another one is kids. So if it happens to be merging, you know, in one direction, that's great. But if I get to work with adults and families, like I really enjoy working with uh, clients now with ABA, you know, with uh, children with autism, because I don't only work with kids, I work with their family, because in order for Mm -hmm. us to be successful, we have to have parents on board, especially Mm -hmm. mothers, because when we don't have the support of family, then what we do is useless, because if they don't apply the same strategies that we do in sessions and it's useless what they do at home. You know what I mean? Like there's no point. Yeah. But it's yeah. kind of like, you know, meditation, if you don't do it every day, if you don't brush your teeth every day, the dentist might be yelling at you. So it's kind of one of those <laughs> things that you have, it's a constant, you know, it's a constant job, you know, to, to do. Yep, exactly. And, you know, it sounds like you are excited by the idea of, leveraging energy medicine to care for children with autism. And it also sounds like there's an additional benefit by caring for and mer- and kind of creating that space for yourself and for your business. Um, because it also allows you to care for the whole family. Yeah. And I think that is a wonderful niche for you to have. Um, Merging two passions is actually something that I did. And the story that I was telling earlier that I've paused on, um, a part of, part of that story is I, I was fascinated by, um, all of the news, uh, learning about millennials, my generation, people born between 1980 and 2000. I'll just tell you a little bit about this. Cause I think it might help you in your decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I was also in graduate school and in grad school, they ask you to 
uh, choose uh, an area to focus in on. And so I decided to focus on millennials. Well, that also paired with uh, creating a millennial strategy. How do we reach the millennial people, um, the younger people at the time? Now millennials are nearly in their 40s. But, um, you know, I was able to merge my passions and my curiosities and my interests into one experience. And it was one of the most fulfilling things I have ever done for my career. And to this day, um, I look back at the things that I was able to accomplish because I merged the two. Mm -hmm. Um, so listen to your instincts about merging the two. I think wherever you have the highest vibration where you're feeling Mm-hmm. the most energized, mm-hmm. uh, lead into those areas. And clearly you have, um, you have the ability to leverage your skills with energy medicine, mm-hmm. with individuals, with autisms and helping their families. I think that sounds like a really sweet spot, um, where, you know, you could make a really wonderful contribution. Now you also mentioned fear. Maybe your fear is getting in the way. So I'm curious if you could talk to me a little bit about what you're afraid of. Uh, I I think that, uh, you know, first it was like, you know, starting my own business. Can I do it? Do, do I have enough skills and everything? And, uh, and I guess the other fear was for me, like, how am I going to get my practice going? Like, how am I going to get my name out there? And uh, just the last few days, because we spent a long weekend uh, by ocean shores with the family, I had time to meditate and just get out of my head and uh, spend time by the ocean. And it came to me that I can just start laying hands on my patients that I work with every day because I do energy work with these autism kids all the time because a lot of them have no way of communicating with me. They're nonverbal. So a lot of the things that I do is I read their energy in order to work with them. So basically I'm already doing that. It's just, I might not, you know what I mean? There's might Mm -hmm. not a label on it, but I believe that everything is energy in our, you know, around us. I, you know, I practice, I live it every day. I breathe it every day. My kids know what energy is. My, you know, my little ones see me meditate all the time. Nobody bothers me in the morning when I wake up, they know that first 10 minutes of the day mommy's in the bathroom and nobody should go there because she needs her time <laughs> to great. start the day otherwise no one is happy in this house so yep. it's, and it's uh yeah so i just think that for me it was like you know what i mean sometimes you just like wake up and you're like oh i am doing this it's like i have been doing this for a while but i just didn't like realize it and i think maybe after i start talking about it more openly even with my clients and I think that people are going to want to see me because they see the benefit that, like yesterday I was talking to a new client that I just started with this week and I was talking to the mom and I said, you know, some of the things that I suggested for her homeschool son and she was like looking at me like I was giving her some sort of like, I don't know, amazing information that she was just like, you were so right. I didn't even think about it. This, you know what I mean? Like just like little things. Sometimes you navigate parents because mm-hmm. they're sometimes in this, you know what I mean? And just throughout like every day routine and they don't even think about that their kids went through a lot of change and like they moved across the world and stuff like that. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. So here's one suggestion. Here's more of a practical um, next step that you can take because mm-hmm. what, so, and the idea that I have this next step is write down 
all of those positive things, those positive experience, uh, experiences that you're having in a journal either, or on post-it notes or on a whiteboard or something, journal them, document them down Mm -hmm. in writing and recite them back to yourself every single day. Um, there is kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because um, what you're doing is you're building um, that muscle memory in your head around all the positive aspects of mm-hmm. this um, enterprise or this emerging budding business that you're um, building right now. So um, is that helpful? Is that something that you think you could start yeah, doing? I, and I'm a true believer in visual aid. I, um, I mean, I manifested my husband on the wish nice. board you know and <laughs> my wedding and I mean I believe in that I so do like, map do wishes for, this. for myself every like six months yeah. or so and I go through it and I put them in my office and I look at it every day and it really helps you know what I'm talking yep. about right yeah so, so I you know how to do this about it's something similar to that but with posters maybe pictures mm-hmm. also but yeah because there's evidence the yeah. there's evidence that your skill in moving, moving energy and working with children with autism and helping people in this space, there's evidence that you're already doing this as Mm -hmm. a niche, as your specialty, as you're Mm -hmm. merging the two, you're already doing it. So it does sound like there's fear that's preventing you from really acknowledging, oh, this is, um, this is so big. Like you're almost making it too big in your head, like, oh, how am I going to get noticed? Or how am I going to get my name out there? How can I get going? But the reality is, is you already have momentum here. So write down the areas that give you evidence that you already have momentum. And you just listed off a couple, um, already experiences mm-hmm. that you're, you're already having. So just start to document those and read them back to yourself before you go to bed at night. And when you wake up in the morning and maybe, maybe during your, your, private meditation time in the bathroom where you're, you know, focusing on your mindset and, um, your intentions, throw that journal in the room with you and, uh, read, read them out loud, read a few of them out loud to yourself every day for the next couple of weeks and see if you can't start manifesting some of that. Um, some of those more formal what are your thoughts on automatic writing. Do you do that? Is that something you practice or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's something that I, love to do. Um, I feel very fulfilled when I, when I just start writing, um, and just let it flow. Um, I would like to start doing it more, to be honest with you. Um, this is a new show. My show is a new show. And I think this is maybe our sixth or seventh show. And as part of this show, um, I have been writing more and I find that it is very fulfilling. And I find that once I start either I usually type I'm either um, because I'm a new mom and I'm breastfeeding. I do a lot of, you know, when the baby falls asleep at the breast, you kind of just chill there and let them nap as you mm-hmm. may, <laughs> may have experienced as well as a mom. Um, but so I do a lot of um, voice, voice writing or automatic voice writing. But once I get started, I find that it's really fulfilling. Um, and I find that I get so much clarity more quickly than I thought, you know, than I have in the past. Do you do automatic writing? No, but I, I keep hearing about it. I think it keeps coming up from a lot of like spiritual teachings that I listen yeah. to and, you know, books that I'm reading, like it just keeps coming to me because I was told a long time ago that 
uh, writing is one of my passions also, and I know it because I, even though I don't do recruiting anymore, a lot of my friends and family still come to me to help them with resume writing, and I'm very <laughs> yeah. good at it. So people like always like, oh, can you help me? Yeah, even I, I haven't too. been doing it. I'm just like very good at it, and also coaching people like what to mm-hmm. say, how to get ready, you know, and. And at some point, I even thought about that as a business, but I really just, I think I really like helping people and I don't even want to charge money for it because I believe that when you, you know what I mean, that's something uh-huh. you, you, you can just serve people without asking for anything in return. And I think that that's like my way of kind of pulling that out to the universe and pretty much 90% of people that I've ever helped them, there's a lot of people. Like my husband just recently landed a new job at Microsoft and my coach came through it and oh. everything. So. I mean, Very cool. I, I, yeah, and it, it just comes easily to me and naturally. So, but it's not There's a a... like just because you're good at something, that doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? That that's your passion. <laughs> right. No, totally. Um, and it, I mean, clearly, you know what your passions are. So yeah. what I, about one last thing about um, automatic writing? Um, and then I think we do have to go to our next break. But Marie Manucherry, um, she oh, yeah. might. She's, uh, she's my, she is my spiritual teacher. I just okay, was in the good. class with her two days ago. <laughs> okay, good. Because she has a class on automatic writing that I heard her advertise recently um, yeah. on, the, on her show. So you might. Um, okay. if you haven't checked that out, you might, that might be something. Yeah. That I take at least two of her classes on a yearly basis. And yeah, she lives in like five minutes away. I see her twice a year. I love awesome. her. She's amazing. <laughs> Good. So yeah, she's wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. I hope, uh, did, did you get something out of the show today from calling in? Was that useful? Yeah, I, I did. I, I think that, uh, I, like I already knew kind of like, you know, sometimes you just need like a reassurance from another yep. person. And I think that's what you've given me. So I appreciate it. And the awesome. luck with your show and the baby. And you. hopefully awesome. you're getting some sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, couple hour chunks here and there. <laughs> yeah, It gets better, you know, once they're a little bit older. But yeah, it's, uh, it's not an easy road for sure. <laughs> well, thanks, Jenny. Take care. And thanks. good Bye-bye. luck with your merging your two passions. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All right, Eric. I think we're ready for our next break. Absolutely. Great call. Thanks for calling in, Jenny. If you out there would like to call in and talk to Dr. Katie, we've got a few minutes left in the show here. We'd love to hear from you at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. We'll be right back. Having a crappy work experience, the complexity of the work environment can undermine your efforts and create a crappy work experience for you and your team. Develop a thoughtful approach to managing the complexity so you could be a better leader. Book a private coaching session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots for a better work experience. Act now because everyone deserves a better work experience. Visit betterworkexperience.com to book a private session with Dr. Katie Rovere to unmask your blind spots through a transformative coaching experience. Listen to live career advice on The Dr. Katie Show, Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. You may not realize how important three letters can be. For a patient who needs type A, B, or O blood, these letters can mean life. But there simply aren't enough people giving blood. 
Every two seconds, someone in the U.S. needs it, but only about 3% of the population donates. Without more donors, hospitals may not have the blood needed to save lives. That's why the American Red Cross needs people to help restore the A's, B's, and O's that are depleting each day. When you make your appointment to donate blood at redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types, you can help give strength to kids, parents, and grandparents who face life and death challenges. From cancer patients to accident survivors waiting for critical surgeries, your generosity can give someone more life. Don't wait until the letters A, B, and O are missing from hospital shelves. You are the missing type patients need. Visit redcrossblood.org forward slash missing types or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make your donation appointment today. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. And we're back with the Dr. Katie Show, free career advice for the people. Just a few minutes left in the show, but we could still take your call at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Cool. Thanks, Eric. And uh, we are back. Uh, if you want to email your questions uh, into the show uh, versus calling them in personally, you can email me at drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. Better Work Experience is my website. Um, and you can email me at drkatie at betterworkexperience.com. So uh, before we, we spoke to Jenny a few moments ago, I was telling you all a story and uh, I'll get back to that. So I'm unpausing our story. So I uh, joined a large company. It's like 220,000 employees, um, a national organization. And I joined in the HR department uh, in an entry-level position, uh, a recruitment coordinator three. I was super excited about this. Having snuck into a job fair and got hired, I was unemployed at the time. So I was just happy to have a foot in the door at a really uh, great company. At the time, people were like, oh, when you get in the door there, you're, you're set for life. A lot of people work at this organization for you know their entire career and um, have really successful, they have a great pension, great benefits, um, and lots, since it's such a large company, there's lots of places to move around and grow. This is like what I had heard about uh, when I heard about getting hired there and how great it was. So happily took the job. It's during the recession as well, back in 2008. And I worked at a job and I got to say, this was probably one of the most boring jobs at the company. Um, I mean, it was interesting for the first few months because I was learning new things, like learning how to process uh, paperwork when somebody got hired and run background checks on people and uh, do uh, coordinate medical appointments for people because we because it's a healthcare company, people had to get um, certain health checks before they became employers, employees inside of our hospital systems. And, um, you know, it was interesting in the beginning because I didn't know much about the company. So that kind of job taught me a lot, but it was super boring. So after about six to eight months, I was twiddling my thumbs and I was really, really good at my job because it wasn't that difficult. It was just processing paperwork, basically transactional. Uh, because I 
was bored. And I also noticed there was a lot of things wrong with the work experience. Um, I started to put my feelers out there, ways that I could make improvements here or there. I took on little projects here and there as well. Um, but it just wasn't enough for me. Um, and I will add that my department worked in a part of the building that had no windows. So it was like a, I think it's like a 20 story building. And the first floor was where our department was and it, there was no windows. So we literally were working in the dungeon. So I called it like the dungeon. So you're going in and you're under fluorescent lights in a cubicle with like 20 other people in an office setting. It was super, super lame. Uh, however, it was, it was a foot in the door and all those other positive things that I mentioned. So I stuck with it for a while, but, uh, I just couldn't bear it any longer. So I decided to leave. Um, and I went and moved to Australia for a year and I lived, uh, and worked, um, in many different parts of the country there, um, for a year. And when I got back, I needed a job. I'd spent all my money traveling <laughs> abroad and needed a job. And it turns out, while wow, the 12 months I was gone, they had turned over like three people in my job that I left while I was gone and it was actually open again. So I re I took the same job back and uh, the recruiter who was a friend of mine, uh, she hired me back and she kind of sat me down when I first started um, because I was getting hired back into the recruitment uh, department, she said, you know, I know this isn't your dream job, but it is a foot in the door. So, you know, see if there's other ways that you can be fulfilled at the company and maybe you can think about ways to move around the organization. So I, I looked at her and I was like, well, I, what I really want wanted before was a mentor. And she said, and my jaw hit the floor was if you wanted a mentor, why didn't you just ask? Uh, I had no idea that's how easy it was. <laughs> I remember I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm at, you know, the earlier stage of my career. And I had no idea that if you wanted a mentor, you just have to ask. So that was a really big learning for me. And uh, something that started to help me in terms of understanding change and what kinds of change um, was possible at a company because you just have to speak up and change can happen. Uh, really simple. So I'm back at my job. I'm, and I'm actively looking for mentors at the same time I had signed up for my graduate school program, which was in San Francisco. So I was, uh, commuting probably, um, a couple days a week out to via the BART system, our BART train here, um, a couple days a week in the evenings. And I was studying organizational psychology. And that is basically human behavior in the workplace. How do you understand it? And how do you um, create experiences in the work environment that are pleasing to the people who work there so that the people can do their best work and be happy and, and the company can thrive. So creating a win-win in work experience. Well, so I'm, so those three things are happening. I'm looking for a mentor in organizational psychology inside of my company. I am going to graduate school. 
studying organizational psychology and I'm working in a recruiting job that I know is not going to sustain me very long, but I'm working at it because it's foot in the door to lots of possibilities. And boy, was it, I think I was back maybe three or four months and I got an email from a, um, from a one, from someone, from a website. I don't even remember who it was from, but it was to a survey asking me questions about my work experience specifically because I am a millennial. So it was like, dear employee, um, we are conducting a survey about your interests and needs in the workplace. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is organizational psychology at its best. Somebody is behind this survey. I want to know who it is. So I tracked the person down. Turns out it was a really bright woman uh, who was doing her master's degree and was studying the workplace experience um, at this company for millennial generation. Those are people born from 1980 to 2000. Um, there's a lot of press about the millennials and good and bad. <laughs> um, so her aspiration was to create a, a special business group within the company that could create change that would alter the employment experience for millennials and others um, who were unsatisfied and unfulfilled in certain ways uh, once they got here at the, got there at the company. So I was immediately hooked. Uh, this woman was creating change. She's a brilliant mind, bold, courageous person. And I just said, I want to be a part of this. So 10 years ago, I partnered up with her and uh, together we formed a group called a business resource group for millennials. Um, at first it was for the millennial generation. So how do we create a better work experience for millennials? How do we de develop millennials better? These are all people focused uh, program elements. And quickly we realized that uh, not only, um, well, we, we realized first that there's a lot of opportunity with the people inside of the company um, who are millennials and who are not millennials uh, for change. And so I say this in summary, um, and I'll pause my story because this is a, this is a longer story. So I will end there, and I'll I'll wrap it uh, and finish it next week. But I'll say that if you are experiencing something inside of your company that is uninteresting, uh, frustrating, annoying, uh, exhausting, do something about it. Write down what could be better and talk to your manager about it. Say, you know, hey, I noticed that this work experience, I'm um, having this experience with this thing. Um, do you think anybody else is having this problem? Or I have an idea. Your manager is going to love if you come with a solution, at least a suggested solution or an idea for a solution. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can benefit from speaking up about possible change at your company. And I will fast forward to you and say that my curiosity about changing the work experience at my company um, led me to creating my own department 
um, with a, and building relationships with team members um, that ha- will sustain me personally and professionally for the rest of my days on the earth. Um, so a lot of possibilities can come from creating positive change and speaking up about things that can change at your company. You benefit your career and you can benefit others. So thank you for listening today. I am Dr. Katie Rovere. You can book a private coaching session with me at betterworkexperience.com. Thank you so much. Have a great day.